0: Greetings and welcome to a special episode of my award-winning podcast, Dr. Essie Speaks. This is your host, Dr. Essie McCoy. Today is a special podcast because this is podcast number 100 and I have a man of God sharing with us today what better way to celebrate and appreciate all that God has done than by having a pastor on my show. As always, I hope my podcast is inspirational, motivational, and educational so that it will enhance and transform your life. To my listeners, thank you for allowing me to share with you each week. Today's show is with a pastor of a Dynamic Church. He exudes the whole armor of God and has transformed many lives. I had the opportunity to meet him when he assisted with the homegoing celebration of my mother, and I can tell you God has him in the palm of his hands. I am elated to engage in a conversation so that you can hear all about the wonderful things that he is doing to make an impact. I am blessed and fortunate to know him. My honored guest is none other than Pastor Anthony Rollins. Let me share a little bit more about his journey. Pastor Anthony M. Rollins Sr. is the lead pastor of Celebration Church in Franklin, Virginia. He is a man who wears many hats, He has been instrumental in partnering with churches, communities, and marketplaces abroad. In November, 2011, he proudly graduated from Chowan University with a Bachelor of Science degree in religion. The trustee board of Chowan University unanimously voted to accept the presidential recommendation to receive Pastor Anthony Rollins as the second African-American trustee. Pastor Rollins is involved in several boards such as Early Childhood Western Tidewater, United Way, the Planning Commission for the City of Franklin, Franklin Southampton Wellness Coalition, and most recently, the Franklin Southampton Charity Board, where he helps the board decide how to disperse grant dollars for qualified applicants around the Western Tidewater portion of Virginia. He is a certified transformational coach, course and content creator, as well as a certified church consultant. His niches include executive coaching, organizational coaching, life coaching, leadership coaching, clarity coaching, and time management coaching, to name just a few. For 15 years, he has been helping people unlock their potential and strengthening their mental stamina to complete their transformational journey. He is married to Elder Eureka Rawlins, a dynamic woman of God, and together they parent six beautiful children. Anthony Jr., Amber, Andrew, Ashley, Alicia, and Aaron. His goals are to consistently show people that they can be generational trendsetters as showcased by his beloved grandparents, Harvey and Allie Boone, and his parents, Raymond and Sarah Pope. His life motto is, you don't go as far as your dream, you go as far as your team, as taught to him by his pastor, Dr. Darius Daniels. I'm going to take a quick commercial break, and when I come back, I'll give my guest, Pastor Anthony Rawlins, an opportunity to share with my listening audience. As always, remember to check out my website at www.drsespeaks.com, where you can find all my books about school transformation, school leadership, motivational and inspirational topics, and so much more. In addition, you can check out my latest Amazon and international bestselling books. I'll be right back. Welcome back to Dr. Essie Speaks, your award-winning podcast host, Dr. Essie McCoy. Again, my special guest is Pastor Anthony Rollins, an amazing man of God who is making a tremendous impact. Pastor Rollins, thank you for being my special guest and congratulations to you on all of your success and helping to change the lives of others. I know my listeners will benefit greatly from our conversation today. Welcome to our show, to my show, the 100th episode, one hundred podcast show, and tell us, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing great. I am so honored, Dr. McCord, to be on your podcast. I am a fan of your work, and I am just elated to be on the 100th episode. It, It just means a lot to me. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You are indeed welcome, and I am honored as well because, as you know, it means a lot. I've spoken to a lot of people throughout the journey of podcasting, and what better way to celebrate and appreciate, as I said earlier, than to have you, a man of God, on my show, inspiring and motivating more people. So tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself, and what are some of the things that you've been involved in lately?
2: You know, uh, life is really busy. So, you know, in the words of some of my young peeps, life be lifing. But I tell you, um, it's fulfilling. And so lately, you know, I've recently started um, a coaching business and I'm a leadership coach. So that's consumed quite a bit of time outside of being the lead pastor of Celebration Church. I'm so excited about that. And, uh, you know, the church is really busy, really doing well. My children are doing well, wife doing well. So it's just uh, you know, a time where I'm, I'm able to kind of go further faster because, you know, we've properly aligned some things in life to set it up that way. So I'm I'm thankful for that. So the uh, leadership piece is really, really growing. And so that's that's a lot of what I've been up to lately, aside from pastoring an amazing church.
0: Well, you know, I can only imagine, I, I can't even put it in words, how busy you must be. You said six kids. And as I read Um, in your bio, and then I know you have a foundational rock, your right hand, um, you know, elder Eureka Rawlins is right there by your side. You're doing some amazing things, and the coaching, oh my goodness, I didn't know that, and so congratulations to you, and I know more and more great things are going to continue to come from that, Um, so we'll have to partner and do some things together in the future.
2: Look forward to it.
0: Indeed. So everyone is inspired by someone who inspired you to be who you are and what you do.
2: There are several persons who actually inspired me to be who I am and have a lot to do with what I do. Those first persons, Dr. Essie, would be my grandparents, Harvey and Ali Boone. They, uh, they taught me the importance of respect. You know, I was reared in a household, raised in a household where I had to say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, my grandparents being older persons, being from the old school of sorts, really embedded that in me. And so that really developed in me an appreciation for older people. And so being able to listen to older older people share, and of course, you know, especially in the 80s, and, you know, church was really big in, in their lives. And so, Being in and around the church that way and with my grandparents really, really molded me uh, to be what I am today. And, you know, then my parents were there as well. And so those persons are basically the ones that I charge with the success I have today, because they believed in me when I didn't know that I needed that level of belief in me. That makes sense.
0: It does, and you know, I always think about grandparents and parents, um, and I've worked almost 35 years in the field of education, and I'm still hopefully making an impact in a positive way, and I see some grandparents now raising their kids. I see grandparents as the foundation, as the solid rock, so to speak, and like you said, those grandparents and parents shaping and molding, and that's what we need more of. We need to come together and align and connect so that we can raise up kids that are brilliant in many, many different ways. And so um, I appreciate you sharing that. And so tell us what really got you started. I know you talked about your grandparents, but you're doing so much with coaching now um, with your and I love what you said earlier. I haven't heard this and I'm around um young people all the time, high schoolers, and I haven't heard this, life be life. That's cute. I'm gonna have to steal that. But tell us, how did you just expand on what you're doing now?
2: One trait that um, I've been taught, growing up on a farm again with my grandparents and parents, is, um, you know, that harvest is important. So seeds sown are vitally important, right? And so The seeds that they sowed in me in my early years as pertains to church, you know, it was just standing there ushering, you know, and and your legs don't get tired ever like they do when you usher in church. Right. Especially when you're young. And but I had no idea that that formulation um, was was transpiring in me in a way that would really uh, place me on a trajectory that was unknown to me until, you know, my latter teenage years. My grandmother um, handed me her Bible. And as she began her transition, you know, one of the ways I dealt with that, I would sit at my mother's dining room table every day and read my grandmother's Bible. And those moments really began to shape me into a desire, a taste for ministry. And so then, obviously, going to my pastor and having a conversation with him. You know, um, at that time, it was Bishop Samuel Hall, who was also going to his heavenly uh, reward, you know, and and then some training with him that really got me going into the field of ministry.
0: Well, you know what? You've said many, many things that I want to touch on. You talked about reading the Bible. Reading is so critical to the foundation of students um, and just people in general But, you know, I have to go back to students because I've been working in the field almost 35 years. And I've always told people to read, read, read. It is amazing what you can do. Sometimes you have students or people who may not be in an area where they have resources. But guess what? If you go to the public library and pick up a book, you can travel anywhere in the world. And, you know, you brought back some memories when you talked about all the things that you did when you were young, that harvest is so important, that seed that you sow. And I recall being a Sunday school teacher and a delegate at a conference and singing in the choir, even though I can't sing now. Um, But I was hidden in the background, being a secretary vacation Bible school teacher. All of that has helped me to be who I am. And so I also say to the young people out there or anyone, just continue to take the journey step by step. Let everything you do count towards your growth. And so you've had so much growth. I know that you have faced challenges because challenges tend to make us better and greater um, most of the time. And so tell us about some of the challenges you have faced and how did you overcome?
2: Some of the challenges that i face, faced Dr. Essie uh, is really around uh, something that is shocking to most, but if you give some thought to, it makes sense. Some of the greatest challenges have been mosaic of sorts. If you recall the story in the book of Exodus, when Moses is leading the children of Israel out of Egypt, they they get in the wilderness and Pharaoh's army has recanted basically on allowing them to be free. And so they're hot on their trail and in the front of the children of Israel is the Red Sea. And so here is the biggest challenge, especially for leaders. The biggest challenge is when you're doing everything you can to lead people to the promised land and they remind you of the graves that were in Egypt. Wow. So, you know, that's one of the biggest challenges. And so here's how I modernize that song. I modernize that this way. Sometimes people are stricken with an impoverished mentality that their mindset becomes so flawed that they have no idea of what growth looks like. So when what was enslaving them reappears and tempts them with that same activity, their default mechanisms revert to that instead of a growth mindset, in that if we get across this sea, there's another whole level of freedom over there. But because I've been enslaved so long, I've been in poverty so long, I don't really wanna taste what wealth looks like because I'm content in poverty.
0: Oh, wow. I don't even know how to respond to that. That is so powerful. I had to listen deeply when you were saying that. And I mean, I just got chills because there were so many powerful things that you shared and there's power in your words. And I appreciate you sharing that. And I hope that someone can hear that and think about how they can use that to better themselves and to overcome their own challenges. And so think about now your greatest success or successes. Tell us about that. And how did you celebrate those successes?
2: Well, I'll I'll answer that question twofold. Number one, I answer it with my family. Of course, uh, my wife and I, we have three handsome boys and three beautiful girls. Our youngest child is a rising senior in high school. And so... You know, um, we we didn't plan it this way because we're not that intelligent that our children will at least be 18 years and older, and neither of us will be 50. So, um, thankfully, there's tons of life still left to live, even though our children at that point will be grown. So, a lot of one of my greatest successes, I should add, has been watching my children be happy. That's so key for me, right? Watching my children be happy. Watching my older sons begin careers that they, that they enjoy going to work. Both of them are in the Air Force, and um, both of them love it. And so that's been, in, in my opinion, a major success. But here is, in and of the day, um, a major success for me. A major success for me is my contribution to helping other people be successful. That's the greatest success I experience and or will experience. Like when I can help people walk into a level of success that really prompts them to continue to walk that walk of excellence in success, that's when I view myself as
0: successful. You know, you have so much to be proud of you and Elder Eureka Rawlins. I can tell you, i watching your kids be happy. I only have two and you said you have six. and. I'm over 50 and you're under 50. And so that is amazing to me. So Pastor Rollins, I know that you are doing so much to help people. What special messages or what special strategies are you using in the pulpit? Because, you know, it's great to go on a Sunday morning on whenever you have Bible study, any vacation Bible school. But what are you doing? What are you sharing with? Um, your congregation about things that they need to do for them to grow and learn?
2: This is going to be somewhat of a shock, Dr. Esses, to some people. Um, and my pastor taught me this, uh, Dr. Daniels, but it's 100% true that God is enough, but Sundays are not. And that's what I teach our church beyond the pulpit, that God is enough, but Sundays are not. Okay, so at that at that moment, then I need to implement programming and and ministries that can help people throughout the course of the week so that they have something to look forward to and to celebrate on Sunday. Instead of um, just having something in their midst once or twice, I wanted to be able to build programs that could have something that they interact with throughout the course of the week. And so we began to change some of, the, some of our strategies and because we, we are married to the mission. We're not married necessarily to the methods. And so that's what we teach. So a lot of times now I teach in series, right? And so in teaching in series, there are things that we ask the congregation to do to kind of come around those series. We've recently started Celebration Academy. Because we want people to be able to speak about their faith, you know, in a way that, that is not just from the standpoint that they've been to church, but from the standpoint that they have been studied. Here's what I mean, that they study. So we teach them church history. We teach the saints church history. Uh, we talk about the five major world religions right? Because when you're in conversation with someone who may be of another religion or another faith, you want to be able to talk or speak in a way uh, we call apologetics in, in uh, seminary. You want to be able to defend the gospel and speak it from the standpoint where you're not being combative, but you're confident. So, so that's one of the things that I really want to impress Upon uh, the, the, the people of God outside of the pulpit, you know, that we, we receive instruction in the pulpit, but there is a confidence and a competence that they have to have so that when they come across persons who may not agree with them, that they may be able to hold a conversation without getting into a debate where feelings and emotions get involved, but that they are able to speak intelligibly and able to speak what the word says, and not regress from their conviction.
0: Wow, preach. My goodness. You know, I'm going to just recap just a few of the things that you said, so some golden nuggets. You are married to the mission, not married to the method. You are teaching them not to be combative, but to have that confidence, and most importantly, God is enough Sundays or not. I might have to steal that and I will. So go ahead and just note that I'm going to take that. <laughs> so Dr. Essie Speaks Educational consultant is about sharing resources to help others achieve their goals. And, you know, there are so many resources and advice that you have already shared. So to the young people, you have six that you have reared in your home Um, that they're doing well, wonderful things, making a contribution to the world, to um, our nation. And so young people who are trying to figure out what to do beyond high school, what advice would you give to them?
2: You know, this is a really good question, Dr. Essie. And, And I have to answer it with some meetings that I have been a part of over the last month. It has really began to reshape how I respond to this question. So I respond to this question through the lens of my alma mater to one university where um, I sit on the trustee board, as you aforementioned. So we have recently, it's public now, we have recently become what we refer to as a life skills university. And so what that means is that we will be able to provide instruction, but we're also gonna build a base for internships. Right. So that and what we've learned in our study, what data has shown us is that 70 percent of the of the interns that the intern doing a life skill university process or course curriculum are hired at those spaces, those workplaces. So one of the bigger things, man, especially a lot of people that I'm coming in contact with, they say, you know, Pastor, you know, I'm coming out of high school and I even go into college, but, you know, I don't know what to do. Right. So if we can provide life skills because skills are learnable assets. Right. Skills are learnable assets. So we want to be able to teach students how to have job success while they are in school. So hopefully what this will teach the students, Dr. Essie, is that working hard is okay, that working smart is okay. It helps you be able to build a financial portfolio so that you can enjoy retirement, but you got to have some skills, right? And so skills are a learnable asset. It goes back to what what you know, what you are all about, and what you herald, and that is education. So I've got to be able to take the education that I have, implement it in such a way that I yield benefits from it, not just for me, but that I can yield generational benefits, so that I can put the next generation ahead. So I got to take my education, I got to take my skills, which are learnable assets, and I got to merge or marry the two, so that I can continue to soar into the greatness that is upon my life. That's what I would share with high school students. Like your education is vitally important. Your education helps you acquire the skill. And once you learn it, no one can take it from you.
0: You know, I remember my dad telling me that, um, that, you know, people can take a lot of things from you, but that's one thing that they can't take. And I guess that's why I went to 12 different colleges and universities, either seeking degrees or in a leadership program. And I tell kids when I do speaking engagements or anyone when I'm with a group of people that, you know, it was a journey, it was a process. And education is something that can never, ever be taken from you. And I love the fact that you have such a comprehensive strategic plan, and I know that it's going to yield positive results. And, you know, Chawan University is right there in my hometown where I grew up in Milwaukee, North Carolina. So if there's ever a time that you need me, just call me and um, definitely I'll be right there.
2: Wow, that's great to know. I would definitely keep that in mind.
0: Indeed. And so tell us how listeners can get in contact with you.
2: Um, I'm on social media uh, quite regularly, my staff and I. Um, So you can go to Facebook, and it's my name, Anthony Rawlings, on Facebook. On Instagram, I'm actually anthony.rawlings. On Twitter, uh, or whatever that's called now, I'm um, pastor underscore Rawlings. And of course, Rawlings is spelled R-A-W-L-I-N-G-S. And we're getting ready to launch our next effort Uh, which will be on YouTube. And that is gonna be Anthony Rawlings TV. And so that will be available probably September, uh, September 1. And so that will be Anthony Rawlings TV and that will be on YouTube.
0: Oh my, please, please make sure you get in contact with him. Pastor Rollins, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for sharing with the listeners today on my 100th episode. And you are doing some mighty powerful things. I know that you will continue to do those. God is directing, ordering your steps. Um, definitely, if there's anything, once again, that I can help to do, do not hesitate to call. And so once again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Dr. S. We're so proud of you and all the work that you're doing. You're definitely a generational trailblazer. We're so excited about your future, excited about this podcast, and grateful that you will call us to be a part of the 100th episode.
0: Well, indeed, thank you again. And as always, to my number one listeners, thanks for listening. And remember to visit my website at www.drscspeaks.com, where you can find all the links to my podcast, my social media platforms, books, and so much more. Remember to get your copy of the 52-week journal, Exceed, Discover, Recover, and Release, my latest Amazon bestseller. Join me each Sunday at 5.30 p.m. for Dr. Se Speaks. And as always, motivate and inspire others to make their lives better and our world a better place. Until then, be safe, be blessed, and go ahead and make that positive impact in the lives of others.